Welcome to the Fierce Mothers podcast, where we help black and brown women find guidance and inspiration every week. We are so excited to have you listen in. I'm your host, Ugochi Onyewu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Mothers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about one of those topics that really needs your input and one of those topics that I plan to be discussing with a guest. I can't do it justice just talking about it on my own. So this is really more of an introduction to the subject And that is the topic of the myth of the angry black woman. I'm really actually literally going to be reading from some of the articles, which we'll reference in the show notes. And I'll talk about what those articles are to give credit to the authors. Of course, I'm going to be weighing in on my personal perspective and how it's impacted me. And the first article I really want to read from is one that was published by the NIH. And I'll make the link to this article available in the show notes. It's titled, The Angry Black Woman, The Impact of Pejorative Stereotypes on Psychotherapy with Black Women. It's actually talking about mental health outcomes on Black women, but I thought it was so interesting that I'm literally going to read the abstract to you. And it says... In the aftermath of slavery and the resulting social, economic and political effects, black women have become the victims of negative stereotyping in mainstream American culture. It's not just in American culture, right? I was born in the UK and spent several years in in the UK, so I can give you that perspective as well. And I can tell you that it's not just American, even though a phrase or the, the title was probably coined in American culture, it exists across the globe. I think that's important to call out. So back to the article, it says, Such stereotypes include the myth of the angry black woman that characterizes these women as aggressive, ill-tempered, illogical, overbearing, hostile, and ignorant without provocation. Symptoms presented by black women during mental health treatment may reinforce this myth. However, many of the negative characteristics of the angry black woman developed in response to external stressors and historical factors. Black women also have a unique experience with and expressions of anger that shape the presenting symptoms interpreted by the mental health clinician. This myth and corresponding negative stereotypes significantly affect black women intrapsychically, interpersonally, and are likely to influence the efficacy of mental health treatment. Wow. I'm going to stop there because I really want to talk about that. I think it's a really good way, even though this talks about mental health and the outcomes for, for Black women, it does a really good job finding what that perception of the angry Black woman is. Ill-tempered, illogical, overbearing, hostile, and ignorant without provocation. You know, being perceived as ignorant without provocation is reason to be angry, candidly. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, which is why I really invite comments as feedback for this topic. Really love to hear from you and some of the experiences that you've had as a black woman and being perceived as angry. I think this is again, another another idea for having black female mental health professionals on the show. But I really do wanna emphasize the importance of having black female mental health professionals that really understand our journey and our experience, because I think that really does significantly affect the outcomes that we as black women have and needing mental health care. 
But does anybody remember the experience that Serena Williams had a few years ago at the US Open? It's really interesting. Referring it to a BBC News article that was written on the 11th of September 2018, it's titled Serena Williams and the Trope of the Angry Black Woman. And I'll make this link available as well in the show notes. And I just want to read a few excerpts. During the US Open final, Williams received a code violation for coaching, a penalty point for breaking her racket, and a game penalty for calling the umpire a thief. And later, she received a fine of $17,000. The equivalent at the time was £13,000. Her reactions to the referee's call, which the Women's Tennis Association has since decried as sexist, were no different from how many top players react in the heat of a championship game. Isn't that interesting? However, but, the article says, but it was the way she was punished for her anger that has sparked further outrage. Black women are not supposed to push back. And when they do, they're deemed to be domineering, aggressive, threatening, loud. This is a Professor Jones, uh, who is a law professor, Trina Jones, who said, as it was unfolding, I knew that this was not going to turn out well. Why would a black woman in a championship match therefore be called on it? There's something else that she said. So let's talk about the myth of the angry black woman. The angry black woman trope has its roots in 19th century America when minstrel shows, which involved comic skits and variety acts mocking African-Americans, became popular. Blair Kelly, associate professor of history at North Carolina State University, says black women were often played by overweight white men who painted their faces black and donned fat suits to make them look less than human, unfeminine, ugly. Interesting. So so that's another perspective. You know, there are other people who have experienced the myth of the angry black woman, people like Michelle Obama, as you can imagine, people like Maxine Waters was that article. But I I do want to move this as to how it impacts black women in a professional setting, not just in America, but again, across the globe. And there's a Harvard Business Review article called The Angry Black Woman Stereotype at Work, which I found is really interesting. And I want to read some some excerpts from that as well. And it says here, the angry black woman stereotype has penetrated many parts of American culture, including the workplace. This pervasive stereotype not only characterizes black women as more hostile, aggressive, overbearing, illogical, ill-tempered and bitter, but it may also be holding them back from realizing their full potential in the workplace and shaping their work experiences overall. Now, this is interesting. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics says that black women make up nearly 7% of the workforce. This is in the U.S. But still, they are severely underrepresented in leadership positions, especially amongst CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Ursula Burns, the former CEO of Xerox, became the first black woman CEO of a Fortune 500 in 2009. As of 2021, which was the time that that research was done, Walgreens CEO Rosalind Brewer and TIAA's chief executive officer, Thesunda Brown Duckett, are the only two, or at the time, were the only two Black women who currently held that position. 
overall, the U.S. Department of Labor reports that in 2020, Black women's unemployment rate was 10.9% compared to 7.6% for white women. So now looking at this, we can talk about where the Black woman stereotype came from. I'm not going to do that. You can refer to this article that I'll make available in the show notes so that you can do some more research. The article says that anger is a commonly expressed emotion in the workplace, but research has found that when some people see a black woman become angry, they're likely to attribute that anger to her personality rather than an inciting situation. Isn't that interesting? A deeper look in the same article that talked about how you know, to learn more about the angry black woman stereotype, this article conducted experiments that looked at reactions when people express anger at work. The first experiment, they asked more than 300 undergraduate business students to watch one of eight videos in which they observed a male supervisor to one of his employees. In each video, there were three factors at play. One was race, one was gender, and the third was the emotional response of the employee. So the employee was either black or white, male or female, angry or neutral. This is really interesting. When the employee was angry, their tone began to increase, eventually shouting and yelling at the supervisor. After watching the video, participants of the study answered a series of questions, including questions about attributions, such as, was the employee's anger internal or external? Performance evaluations such as, is this employee a good performer? And leadership capabilities, for example, would this employee be a good leader? Our results, this is a Harvard Business Review article talking now. Our results found that participants were more likely to attribute the anger of black female employees to internal characteristics or her personality. This had negative consequences because internal attributions translated into lower performance ratings and leadership evaluation. It's important to note that the demographics of the study's participants didn't affect the results. So they had people like they had men or women, they had men and women, they had black and white or other races, all participants, at least this is what I'm inferring from this, right? Participants were more likely to attribute a black woman expressing anger to her personality. Isn't that interesting? It didn't matter whether the participants were black or white, male or female or other races. The participants were more likely to attribute a black woman expressing anger to her personality. They conducted a second experiment to see if expressions of anger activated the angry black woman stereotype in the minds of people observing her. They used a similar setup to the first experiment. However, this time they only looked at female employees since in the first experiment, they did not find any effects with men. In the second experiment, the sample included 253 adults working across industries in the United States. Participants were asked to imagine they were a sales representative at a marketing company and that one day on the job, another employee at the same marketing company came to their desk to talk. Then participants listened to one of four audio recordings from their coworker. The recordings portrayed either a black actress or a white actress, and either anger was expressed or it was not. So they used audio clips instead of video clips to avoid any distractions, such as how the employee looks, right? The employee in the audio clip who approached the desk had either a traditionally black name, Lakeisha, or a traditionally white name, Claire. 
In the recording, either Claire or Lakeisha told participants she had seen them come into work late and how she had mentioned many times before that their tardiness was unprofessional. In the recordings, that included expressions of anger. Lakeisha or Claire expressed a stern and hostile tone, raised their voices, and sounded notably annoyed and indignant about the participants' tardiness. These voice affectations were absent in the other recordings. Now, after listening to the clip, participants answered questions about stereotypes, such as, are Black women aggressive? They also answered a series of questions about attributions, performance evaluations, and leadership capabilities. In the second experiment, participants were more likely to attribute Black female employees' anger to internal characteristics, her personality, because the behavior brought to mind the stereotype of an angry Black woman. Once again, this reaction had negative consequences for the Black woman, leading to poorer performance evaluations and lower assessment of her leadership capabilities, even when controlling for the gender and race of the study's participants. I'm going to pause there because there's a lot more we can say here. You know, the question I do want to ask is, so what can we as Black women do about it? Why should the onus be on us or the responsibility be on us to change stereotypes and mindsets? That's a question out there that I don't have an answer for, but I'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts on it. Personally, I believe the onus should not rest on us as Black women to change a stereotype or the mindset because it is a myth, because it is a stereotype and it needs to be changed and the work shouldn't be done by us. That's my personal perspective, but you may disagree and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I learned very early on in my career to be known as someone who smiles a lot, doesn't talk much in meetings, but does really good work. And I train myself to do that. It served me to a particular point. So I would make sure that I knocked it out of the park, did my best work, showed up to meetings, nodded and smiled appropriately, was known as someone who had a really nice personality, smiled a lot, but didn't say much. That helped so much when I was an individual contributor or as I grew up through the ranks, because I became known as someone who was very personable, did great work, was awesome to work with, but it didn't serve me well when I started to enter the role of a leader, when I started to be expected to perform in the role of a leader that I was seen to be, because I'd been trained to be quiet, do good work and smile. Well, that works well to a certain point. As a leader, you are expected to provide your opinions. You're expected to push back. You're expected to challenge. You're expected to still do good work, yes, but to speak up more. Well, I had been trained, trained, right? Whether it was my own personal training or because I felt that I was rewarded when I didn't speak up. I was reluctant to speak up when I became a leader and that started to impact my ability to perform as a leader because I didn't want to speak up. So, you know, there's so many things we can talk about with this black, angry black woman myth and stereotype. I don't want to end the conversation here by any means. This is an introduction to this subject. And I plan to be inviting guests on the show that can speak more to this and give us more of a rounded perspective. This is just my perspective and me giving you an introduction to this subject. But again, I would love to hear your thoughts. Is this something you'd love to hear more about? Would love to hear more guests on the show talking about this? Would you love to weigh in on the matter? please reach out. It's important that the community responds to this, right? So thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. What was your main takeaway from this episode? What did you like? 
What, in your opinion, are some ways that we could improve? I want to hear from you. You can reach me at ugochi at fiercemothers.com. To learn more about Fierce Mothers, please visit our website at fiercemothers.com and join our mailing list for our weekly newsletter. The newsletter provides powerful tips and inspiration for life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Fierce Mothers. Follow me on LinkedIn at Ugochi Onyewu. We are building an engaged community of Fierce Mothers, so please tell your friends about the show. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you.